This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, Episode 71. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, a podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. This, as you may know, is not our first episode. It's our 71st. Um, and frankly, I still get nervous when Blake hits that record button. I, I'm not as nervous as I was the first time. Right. I've got a lot of confidence in our abilities to come up with, record, present, share this podcast. But it's definitely not um, it's not the same as it was the first time. The confidence level is much higher. The first time it was frankly terrifying. Right. And scary. Didn't know what we were doing. Um, the excitement of it sure probably covered a lot of that, that uh, fear and and worry and concern of what it was going to look like. And it probably presented as confidence coming across. Mm-hmm. And the more that we do this the more confident we become in being able to produce a, a podcast that is helpful, well done, uh, that is, is growth-minded. Um, and that's really true of anything, right? The more that we do, the more confident we become at it. But that's just by repetition. Building confidence through intention has similar aspects. Sure, there's the repetition piece of it, but there's also some more, uh, there's some additional pieces that are important for us to know as well. Yeah, that's that's funny because like when I think back to our first episode and our about us episode, I listen to it and I'm like, so young, just a bunch of babies. But look yep. at you, you've grown, kid. You know, and I kind of like look at that and uh it is cool. It's cool to see the growth and the change. And I think when I think about confidence, the thing is, if we would have not stepped into those places this podcast wouldn't exist. We want to have done any of this and would the world still exist? Sure. But I want to believe that we've helped people and ourselves along the way and growing and clarifying and going to the next level. And I think it's super important to know that one of the biggest things about when you start thinking about growing in confidence is that we were not promised safety. Like our bodies and our minds, that's the number one thing it cares about is our brain is thinking like even when you think about fight or flight or freeze, your your mind is actually trying to save you because it wants you to exist. And that's a great thing. I love that. I think that's really important to exist. However, confidence comes into place when we think and start focusing on thriving. Okay, so confidence is i think it's important to know that um i think it's important to know that confidence is not about being not scared but is it about the belief that you will be able to walk through that fear and you're going to end up on the other side and you're going to take this step mm-hmm. okay so confidence is just a little bit more about what you can do and how you can thrive so 
we're all scared. I just like Pete said, like there are still times that I'm like, I don't know what to say here and what's going to happen. And oh, here it comes. And then guess what? I've I, I get a little better every time because I've accustomed myself to that fear and the fear I realized uh, this fear is not a lion. This fear is not a viper that jumps out of the, the weeds to attack me, but my body wants to respond that way, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to. Okay. And I think that's where we start getting into understanding that there is a difference between confidence and, and bravery. Yeah. And, and this is where I, I really think it's important for us because I think we think that confidence, especially early on in your growth and leadership, I think we think that confidence is like a a noun that is only defined by your genetics. Mm. Yeah, I am. And I'm not saying genetics doesn't play into this because I think some people are disposed to certain things more than other people. But I, I don't think it's like, like if people are like, yeah, it's probably 50%. I don't think that way at all. Okay. And I mainly because of uh, just the, our, development of our mind and our the neuro growth that we see in our brain and how it continues to develop over time that's why i don't really believe that it's like yes it, it matters no i don't think it's the crux of it okay but bravery is a different mentality bravery sounds like this thing that you're going to engage with that you're going to be brave right it's a thing i can grow in um confidence sounds like this thing that i just am where I am not. And I think that that mentality is very scarcity based mentality that says, if I am, therefore I can't be right. I can't become something else. So I think this is what, like, when you think about bravery, I think that's where you start saying, I need to do things. I need to do something because I think we only grow in confidence when we experience the potential dangers that we have. Okay, and this is that I, I've said this before, but it's so impactful that most people are brave only in the dangers to which they accustom themselves. So I think it's important that we start risking. We start trying things and we're going to make mistakes and it's important to fail yeah. over and yeah. over and over. And then you get better and then you fail more. And I think this, especially in leadership, and there is a little bit of a paradigm here for those who have been leaders a long time, is that. When we get to a certain place of leadership, I think we're less kind to ourselves when we make failures, which sounds crazy because you think, oh, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. But then when you try something new and it doesn't come so naturally, you have less tolerance for your failure. You have less tolerance for the amount of times you're going to fail. And that's not fair to you. Okay, so maybe give yourself permission to fail a little longer. And yes, you, you probably will grow a little bit quicker on things, but you need to allow yourself to fail a little more. Okay. So yeah, failure, if it's still happening and you're, you're trying something and you fail, but you grow a little and you're trying something, you fail and you grow a little, then keep failing. Okay. Just don't, don't put a timeline on how long you're going to allow yourself to fail on this one. And that, that one's, yes, that's to new leaders, but that's, that's to leaders who have been doing this for a while. Okay. Um, the other thing is we talk a lot about visualization. This is definitely the time that I'm like super into visualization because that whole people only accustom themselves to dangers of which they've experienced is also true and that our brains don't know the difference between actual and imaginative. 
So when we visualize and we think through things differently and we start to say, you know, okay, I'm going to picture my success here. I'm going to picture um, growing in this. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to experience all the emotions that I, I would normally feel when going and introducing myself to someone new. Okay. So going and experiencing those things is, is crucial. Also, we got to develop us. Okay. This is where confidence is not one of those things that it's like unfounded, right? Confidence can't be unfounded. It's got to have substance too. Otherwise yeah. it gets called out. Now, if you're not growing in it, growing in whatever your skill or your craft is, yeah, you're going to get called out and uh, your fake it till you make it will be BS. We don't want that. So keep developing whatever it is you have. Your confidence can be a leading indicator and lead your ability. And I think a lot of times in order to develop in your craft or whatever it is that you do, you do need to kind of lead it because when you um, almost have this block of uh, I'm, I'm subpar, I can't do this. Guess what? You're going to prove that true. Yep. You're going to prove that true all day. Don't let that happen. Step out of that and, and start having confidence of actually, I'm a really creative person. I can solve this problem. Then you're going to go at it and your confidence. You've already had that self-talk and developing yourself. You're going to develop that right into that next step. Okay. So do those things, grow in the confidence by taking on risk, develop your skills. Another thing I want to say here is a precursor before we jump into like, how do we develop our skills better? Right. Um, I think it's important to know your surroundings actually matter. I'm not saying that people can't do things without like, oh, you know, I can't do anything because, uh, you know, I, I live in this area and it doesn't allow me to. I'm not saying that people can't overcome that because we have such amazing stories and Disney has capitalized on every one of them. Okay. Like you want to go watch radio. Oh, I love that movie. Like those, those overcoming the odds, the, the USA hockey overcoming and winning the chain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These things are awesome. Mighty ducks. Let's go. Right. Is the overcoming of the surroundings is, is really good. And we love that story because it seems so freaking impossible. Right. So if those stories are not every time, then we also have to assume that the, uh, other side of that is also true is that your surroundings and how you are treated by others. If people are treating you crappy, get them out, L leave it. Okay. And I don't care if it's family or if it's friends and well, mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm ever going to build new friends. That's where confidence starts. Okay. If you got the wrong people around you because they just want to tear you down and keep you on their level because they want to stay comfortable and safe. That's not, that's not yours. Okay. That's not your responsibility. You want to grow in confidence and you're being in an environment that people are tearing you down constantly. You won't, you, I don't want to say you won't be able to because mighty ducks, but you can overcome that. But one of the best ways to overcome that is get away from it. Okay. And the people who really do care about you and want to grow, they'll help you in the process. And part of that and getting out of that is starting self-talk. So talking to yourself, I know we got to get away from this mentality that self-talk is weird. It's just awkward, right? Like, is that guy talking to himself? Like, why is talking to my own self in my head or out loud? Is that weird? Yeah, maybe. 
But who cares? Who cares? Because self-talk helps us go to change all those neural pathways that we have that are just so negative. Hmm. Can't do it. I, I can't. I can't overcome this. I can't do this. We already do self-talk. We already do negative self-talk every day. They say we have over 60,000 thoughts every day. If if those are the majority are negative, gosh, that's a weight. That's a burden. How do you get that yoke off your back? So this is where we've got to jump out of that and start saying, man, I can, I believe I can overcome this. I believe I have what it takes to do this. And then scared as hell, Eleanor Roosevelt, just jump, right? She does one thing that scares her every day or did. Obviously, she's not around anymore. But jump, the net will appear. I think that was Ralph Waldo Emerson said that. Jump and the net will appear, okay? But you got to start having that self-talk with yourself. And it doesn't just, not just a one-timer, it's all the time, okay? Because our negative brain wants us to stay in safety. Our positive overcoming brain wants us to go to thriving. Okay, so, and that's actually, that honestly leads us into, you know, we've got seven steps or seven things that we both do, not necessarily every day, but we have to like help ourselves grow into that next point. And the first one is just that, it's practice self-talk. So the better your self-talk is, the better you're going to walk in confidence, I promise. And you may not believe that, and that's probably your negative self-talk thinking, (laughs) But the more you could step into that and start having these conversations with yourself and they look weird. You don't have to do them out in like, like, yeah, maybe, maybe not as you're in line at Starbucks and out loud. (laughs) I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's some balance there. I do it in my head in line at Starbucks or someplace like that. Just like, Oh, I've got so much to do. What am I going to do? Oh, hold on. Hold on. I've got today's all I got. I'm going to focus on today. Um, I've got what it takes. I've built up a lot of skills. I, I can take things as they come. We're good. We got this. Let's overcome it. Let's right now. Why don't you just smile at the cash register person? Thank them for the fact that they're giving you good morning juice. And let's go, let's go take this day on. Like that, that's self-talk. Okay. You're already doing the negative. Why not just lean into the positive? Yeah. So part of self-talk that I want to really land the plane on is I think we have to get better at being kind to ourselves. We do. We just got to be kind to ourselves. And when you can be kind to yourself, self-talk is, is going to become a multiplier instead of a thing that keeps tearing you down. Absolutely. Um, Our number two for this one too, skill up. Mm -hmm. And you alluded to this earlier, Blake, about developing your skills and working on them. And we've talked about that before a lot here. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse on this one. Um, but the, the concept is don't, when you're working on confidence, it's not going to help you to focus on your weaknesses to try to build them up. But it will help your confidence level to grow as you continue to grow in your skills that you're already strong in. You continue to, to strengthen those. I was reading a blog um, by Yale University. I'm not sure who wrote it, um, but someone wrote this for Yale University. Probably Yale. It? What's that? Probably Yale. Probably yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, when leaders, teams, cultures, and individuals focus on strengths, they have a better chance at winning than if they focus on improving deficiencies. 
The same research shows that empowering successful cultures um, are uh, are those that engage employees and capitalize on in individual capabilities. So the, the, the synopsis here is focus on those strengths, build those strengths. As you continue to build those strengths, you're going to continue to grow your confidence. Working on your, your weaknesses is not going to help in this area. Mm. So remember, number two is skill up. And number mm. three, I'm going to do it. Into the unknown. Yeah, I know. Sorry. That was really good. Sorry, man. Um, but it is in the unknown. We're not, like you said earlier, we're not promised safety. Mm. We're not promised that as we grow in anything, that we're going to feel comfortable, that we're going to be in a safe place all the time. There's going to be times where we're going to feel uncomfortable. And so that's a good thing. That's yeah. an area where we can grow in that. Um, <laughs> we only grow when we experience and overcome new challenges, right? I heard this quote the other day, and I thought it was impactful. Um, it was Frank Sonneberg in his book, Soul Food. He said, lessons in life will be repeated until they are learned. And I just thought that was really good that those things that come up, they're going to keep coming up and we're going to keep getting stopped at them until we learn the lesson and we move to the next step. Right. So keep growing in those areas. Um, keep experiencing and overcoming new challenges. Push yourself. So remember, number two, number three, into the unknown. Number four, make it manageable. Mm. Um, and this is regarding goals. You know, I can I, I at one point. Uh, started writing a, a novel and I set a goal for myself and the goal was massively unattainable, massively unattainable. And I didn't realize that until I had way past that goal um, and, and just realized that there was no way I was going to get this completed in the time that I had allotted. And that was really discouraging for me until I realized that that was the case, right? That I needed to set a manageable goal. So this is personal and professional. Make sure your goals are that way. Um, keep in mind too, when you attain goals, that is a huge confidence grower. I don't want to mm -hmm. say booster because booster sounds like it's going to add for a little bit and then pull away. But I believe it actually grows your confidence there because as you learn those and as you overcome those goals, as you attain those goals, now you're learning what your strengths really are and what you can and cannot do, right? So number four, make it manageable. You know, I, I really like what you just said there at the end, because that is like, when you think about this, like um, growing aspect, or like when you start building uh, the confidence and stuff, it isn't like a flare up like a fire and then it fizzles out and a flare up like a fire and it fizzles out. It is like the muscle growth, like yes. you, legitimately the pathways, your neural pathways actually get bigger, stronger. Um, there is something that is happening. It's like when, it, when you walk down the same path over and over, it becomes more definable. And so yeah. what you're saying on this, making it manageable, when you just start the very first time and you just take 10 steps to create the path and you walk back, then you go back through the same 10 steps and make another 10 steps and you walk yeah. back, you're creating that, that growth and that strength of that path. So, man, that is, that's really good. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. So number five, feel it. Okay. Feeling confident is so important. Uh, you won't always, I promise. I don't always, I don't rarely feel confident or I'm sorry. I do rarely, <laughs> rarely feel confident. Yeah. And it, it is just one of those things that like confidence is not 
actually how you always feel. Okay, so, but there are things to help you feel more confident. So, and I know I feel like I'm going circular there. It sounds like I two, said two different things, but when you do things to help you overcome and have good uh, hormone release that is like, it's the happy feelings, you're going to feel more confident. So this is why music is so powerful. In fact, especially music with deep bass, it hits and makes you feel powerful and feel grounded. And feeling grounded is one of those things that helps kind of dissipate the feelings. But one thing I want you to know is that nobody can see your feelings. They can't. They can't see what you're going through. So it's okay if you feel not confident. When you you stand in that place and you feel that way, they can't see that. So when you just do that and kind of move forward, people will go, that person's confident. It's an outward perception, right? Mm -hmm. This is why Tony Robbins, he will, he actually like, he'll he'll tell you, he feels nervous as can be before he goes and speaks to tens of thousands of people. But he goes out there and before everything he does, he does a power pose because when you get big, you Mm -hmm. get strong and you like tighten up your core. And even I, I hear this a lot, tighten up your butt, which is weird. Like that's the only reason I work out my butt anymore. But like when you tighten all that stuff up, that it helps the blood rush away and it helps you feel confident. Okay. And it helps, and you know, blood when you're in fight or flight, your blood goes to the places and it shuts down certain systems, but it goes to the places that are going to help you run and escape. Right. That's the whole flight part. But when you can get into a place where you tighten everything up, you bring it all into one location, feel better. Okay. So it's uh, interesting. And I'm not, believe me, you're not, nobody, heard me say all that and like I think he's a biologist I'm not like nobody <laughs> thought that but uh that power pose helps alleviate a lot of that and helps you feel confident another thing is your posture right when someone is slouched over it means something but when you see all of a sudden and I do this all the time I'll see someone just kind of go and do mm-hmm. that and I'm like oh yeah yeah I need to try right. I need to do stand it in that confident place as well um I think your posture and posture is not just this it's not just you know, rising to the occasion, but it is also um, smiling. Smiling is one of those things that I don't know what it is, but when someone's smiling, they're in a place of confidence. Now, I am not being the jerk guy here who tells women to smile so that it feels better to him so he doesn't feel uncomfortable. Screw that guy's comfort. That's not what we're here for, okay? What I'm saying, though, is that smiling does increase confidence because it releases certain hormones. And it's a lot easier to do than frowning, okay? And I'm not saying that you're not in confidence if you're if you're frowning because I feel in confidence a lot of time when I have my RBF going on and I'm thinking about something, right? Yes. I'm just like really, like really questioning and thinking through things. And, um, you know, so I'm not just saying that if the person who's always smiling is confident, that's not true either. But it helps you in that, that place of posture is standing tall and um yeah it's crazy the last thing i would say is this improvise this is it confidence is not about just your ability to do the thing it's about your ability to believe in yourself to improve so believe in your ability to improve and then practice failure over and over when you can do this and you have this ability to improvise on the fly, it doesn't matter what you step into because you know, 
I can overcome this. I can step into a place of improv improvising and I can come out on the other side valiant. When we can do those things, that's when you know, hey, you know, I can be confident in this thing I haven't done before. That's where the fake it to make it really gets gets strong is when you know, you know, I am creative. Uh, I know that in almost any conversation, I can have something to say, even if it has nothing to do with any of this and can feel like I'm engaging um, because I believe in my ability to improve. I believe in my ability that when I do say something that sounds stupid, which been there, done that today, like I, I know that once I say something stupid and people are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I can go, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was so super stupid. Thanks for calling me out on that. Good friend. Yeah. You know, and like to be able to say that out loud, it just boosts confidence that you can roll with the punches. Yeah. Right. So number seven, improvise. Yeah. So growing, growing your confidence, it really doesn't just happen. It takes time, your effort, and your intention. Repetition will give us some measure of confidence, but true confidence is built and grown. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So when you're practicing self-talk and self-one, be kind to yourself. Next one, skill up. Don't forget into the unknown. Lower the bar or make it manageable. Feel it, stand tall, and improvise. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song.